There is purpose for all of us. For toys like Dolly and Robbie, it's really obvious what's wrong. A missing button eye or a light bulb that won't light. But maybe you're not missing anything like that. Maybe it's not something just really obvious that's going on with you. Or maybe you're not missing anything at all, but this year, this crazy year, has you rethinking so much. Maybe family, career, calling, purpose, life. Like Dolly and Robbie, every toy on the shelf has gone searching for purpose, just like me, just like you. And maybe you found it. Maybe this weekend you already know exactly what we're talking about, but you could use some encouragement. What if I told you that your story, that it can be fixed? What if I told you that your story can find hope? What if I told you that your story can be filled, I mean filled with purpose? And my favorite part, what if I told you that your story could help others find all of those things as well, help other people find purpose? Because this Christmas, know this, the hope that we have received is meant to be shared because no one is ever too broken to find purpose because there is purpose for all of us. No one is ever too broken to find purpose because there is purpose for all of us. Follow along with me this weekend as we press into the only one who can make all this come true for me and you. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful that we have the opportunity, that we have the privilege to, to come into your presence and to experience all that you have for us. I pray that, that as we walk into what is happening this weekend, that we would be able to just, gosh, come into an intersection with your love. God, we love you so much. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, welcome all of our campuses. We are so glad that you are here. Hey, we want to give a, a special welcome to our Bristol campus who is still meeting in that movie theater, doing an amazing job pressing forward no matter what. Hey, wherever you're joining us at a campus, in a living room, on the phone, in the car, wherever you are, we want to welcome you and thank you for putting God first because our God is worth celebrating no matter the circumstances. Do we believe that faith promise? Amen. Amen. So, hey, this weekend we want to do something special. That's why my amazing wife is out here. Uh, and we want to do something that we do as a family, and we want to do it as a church family this weekend, and that is read the Nativity story. Now, uh, we, we're going to read out of Luke chapter 1. The actual Nativity story is in Luke chapter 2. If you like to read that as your family, and I want to encourage you, hey, start some, start some traditions around Christ. Maybe you don't do that. I, I remember one of my favorite things growing up at my papa's house. He would, he would strum his guitar and we would sing and there's very few people in the family who can sing, but we all sang, all right? And uh, we'd act out the nativity story when we were little. It's just, it was just fun. It was a great way to ask questions and, and get more and more involved in that. So we're gonna be doing that. Uh, Rachel is gonna read the parts of Mary because uh, she's a, a woman. Uh, she's, she's had a child. I will be reading the part of Gabriel because he's an angel and I, I feel like that suits me. It doesn't. It does, Rachel. Just, just, just stick to the script. Okay, so, hey, babe, why don't, uh, why don't you start us out? Great, we're going to start in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 
to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. And he was a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Mary. And then the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words. And she wondered what kind of greeting this could be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and ever. His kingdom will never end. One of my favorite parts about God's announcement of Jesus through Gabriel is actually said without saying it. God sent Gabriel, the archangel, to Nazareth in the region of Galilee. Now, why there? Because he, he bypassed Rome. Why would he bypass Rome? That was the seat of power for the world at that time. Why would he bypass Athens, the seat of knowledge, the throne of knowledge at that time? Why would he bypass Jerusalem, the throne of Judaism or religion at that time in the world? See, God passed everything the most qualified to appear to the least qualified. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I think that's very good news for anyone here this weekend who feels unqualified. That's us. God started at the absolute bottom because he wanted me to know. And he wanted you to know that no matter where you are, that he can go right there and meet you. That he can bring you not just to him, but he wants to bring you to heaven from right where you are. That's why one of my absolute favorite names of God is introduced in the Christmas narrative, which is Emmanuel, God, Jesus with us. Are you missing a button? Do you have a broken bulb? Do you feel rejected, defective, or, or tossed in the cold? Every, do you ever feel like nobody wants you? Or maybe do you feel like that you can't be used? Or maybe this, you feel you've already missed a chance of being used by God, of having a purpose. The message for Mary, do not be afraid for you have found favor with God is a message for me and it is a message for you. That's actually why we'll be spending the first part of the year in January in a book called Finding Favor that you'll get on the way out. It's on the table, it's on the way out. Do not forget it. This will be our theme for 2021 because God's favor is already at work. The only question is, will we go looking for it? God's favor is his grace and his joy and his purpose, no matter the circumstances. It's available to us today, just like it was available to Mary that afternoon, 2,000 years ago. That's enough from you. They were liking it, Rachel. They like it when I talk to them. Well, you know. They haven't lived with you. So we're going to keep reading our Christmas story together. She's a blessed woman. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Somebody had to take on. Somebody. All right. We're going to start at verse 34. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be, bo to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. I love this one. Luke 1, 37. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me 
be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. I just love the word of God, don't you? So good. And one of my favorite parts about the message that God sent through Gabriel is who he sent it to. Think about it. He bypassed the most wealthy, the most honored, the most beautiful, the most popular people in all of the world. And he stopped at a humble home in the middle of nowhere with an ordinary teenage girl. Why Mary? Why her? What was so special? If you look back at the beginning of Luke, you'll see the history of a man named Zachariah. And he was a high priest. And a high priest is like a super pastor. So he had like all the resources to know of the greatness and the goodness of God. He had been serving God for many, many years. And when he was told of a miraculous conception for his wife, that his wife would become pregnant, even though it was completely improbable, he asked the question, how? From a place of doubt, of mistrust. But Mary, when she was told of a miracle, she responded with how? From a place of wonder and trust. She believed that God was who he said he was, that he was gonna do what he said he was gonna do. She just wanted to know how God was gonna use her. You are never too broken to find purpose, too ordinary to find the extraordinary, too worn out to be made new and find a hope and a purpose. And you're never too far gone to help others find the same favor that God has revealed to you. God's favor is already at work. The only question is, are we going to pursue it? Are we going to share it? I mean, everybody loves sharing a good redemption story, right? Think about the poetry of God's plan to set right everything that had gone wrong in the world. Think of the redemption from the garden with a woman and sin through disobedience to now a woman being re bringing restoration to the entire world through the birth of the Savior because of faith and obedience. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That's words of a king and his kingdom. Those are words of hope, of restoration, of purpose, and words from God that will never fail. No one is ever too broken to find purpose. Because there's purpose for all of us. And that hope is meant to be shared. Thank you so much, babe. Hey, we wanna encourage you guys to be going over that with your family, to read it, to ask questions, to research those questions together. If you're unsure about the Bible, or if you're unsure about church, or you're just trying to find purpose in this crazy year, we are so glad that you are here. In just a moment, we're gonna give you an opportunity to receive a gift that God so desperately, that he paid the highest price to give to you. But if I could, for just a moment, talk to just the Christ followers. If you're a believer, if you said, I have received the hope of Jesus. If you're still feeling unqualified or underqualified, or you're wondering if God really wants to use you, here is the biblical truth. This hope that we have been given in Jesus is meant to be shared. This hope that we have been given in Jesus is meant to be shared. So let me ask you a question. Who will you Share the story of Jesus with this week. Not me, not Pastor Chris. 
Who will you share the story of Jesus with? And as I was praying for you individually for this moment this week, I feel like God gave me a word to share with you. He doesn't want you to share the story of when Jesus came from heaven to earth. People could argue that point. Why don't you tell them about when Jesus came from heaven to your heart, to your life, to when he made you a new creation. At Faith Promise, one of our values, who we are is we tell them of him and there's no better time than Christmas. Let me challenge you to share your story this week to share what God has done in your life. And I'm so confident you're gonna do it. And I'm so excited about what God is gonna do through you. Will you share your stories with us? Because you'll actually see when we talk about generosity this week that that your stories, what you do affects, I believe the whole nation. And I believe beyond. Will you share your stories with Faith Promise, our stories at faithpromise.org? Let us know as you step out what God does and let us share those stories and share those stories and get spiritual momentum going in what God wants to do through the body of Christ. Now, let me take just a moment and keep on talking to the believers. There are so many people who want to be at Faith Promise this weekend, but they can't. I get emails every week of people who say, hey, I've got a, uh, they, they have a grandparent living in their house or autoimmune, all this stuff. People who want to be here. Can I just take a second? Because I know you're having church uh, in your, on your phone or in your living room and we miss you. And we're, we're so desperate to have you back. And we love you. And we're praying that you stay safe. But hey, at Faith Promise, we say that we'll do anything short of sin to see people come to know Jesus. Is that who we are, Faith Promise? Will we do anything to see people come to know Jesus? We'll do it. It's who we are. And this, this is the most divisive time that, that, that I, I, I'm, I'm relatively young, but I've ever experienced. This is a divisive time. And so something else that pastors taught us is that people are allowed to belong at Faith Promise before they believe in the reason we gather, which is Jesus. And something that helps people do that in this season are masks. It may not be your favorite. It's definitely not my favorite. But let me tell you why I wear a mask. I wear a mask because anybody that I see, I want them to know that they can come to me. I want them to know that, hey, I'll do what may not be comfortable to me, what might not be my preference, so that I can have a relationship with you. So can I strongly encourage you, if you're attending our campuses, will you wear a mask for us? The reason is, I was, I, this, is this is me. I was, on the, I was listening to radio this week and people were calling in talking about the tradition they hate that they're missing. And it, one, people kept calling in saying, I, I, I want a candlelight service, which we're doing next week. I, I want to do a candlelight service, I want to do that. And, but their churches are closed. And I just made a commitment in my car. We're going to do everything we can to stay open. And we're going to do everything we can. Then when people realize we're open and they come to any of our campuses, they realize, I can be here. I belong here. Because we have always str- just did our best to make a place where people can come and hear about the word of God. And feel so, if we're going to make people, somebody feel uncomfortable, let's make them feel uncomfortable talking about hell. You know what I'm talking about? All right? Let's put first thing first. All right, amen? Can we do that? That's who we are. That's who we are. So let me pray for boldness as we go out and share who our God is this week. God, we love you so much. And we believe that you are going to use us. The fact that we get to share your story, Jesus, of you coming from heaven to our heart, that is not an obligation. That's a celebration. 
God, I never feel more alive than when I share your story on one-on-one with people in the lobby or people at the grocery store or people at the gym. Does my stomach not up? Yes. Do I feel like I'm going to throw up? Yes. But it is amazing watching somebody go from death to life, and it's so worth any sort of uncomfortability, any sort of preference I have to put to the side because it's not about my preference. It's about your people. It's not about what I care about. It's about your children. That's who we are at Faith Promise, real people with real problems who desperately need your real love. Abba, Father, it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. So, hey, we've been talking about this gift this weekend, and maybe you need to unwrap this gift of renewed hope and purpose. And we have good news because God loves and cares about you so much that he wants a relationship with you. 2,000 years ago, he stepped out of heaven to make that possible. But here's a problem. We all have real problems, don't we? And the, the consequences of those real problems are what the Bible calls sin. They're mistakes that make us imperfect. But here's some more good news. We believe that God stepped out of heaven in the human form of Jesus, and he laid down his life to pay for those mistakes, a bill that we could never cover. Then to show that he had enough power, not just to pay for our sins, but to offer us eternal life, Jesus overcame the grave. And he offered us a gift in eternal life and a relationship with God. Paul, one of the first followers of Christ, says this in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for by grace you, have, you, I, have been saved. It is not of ourselves. It's not something that we work for. It is a gift from God not a result of works, so that no man, no woman should boast. It's a gift. And at Christmas time, we're talking about gifts. What better gift than that of salvation, that of purpose, that of a relationship with God? So if you've never done that, you're just a prayer away. You're just a surrender away. You're a confession away. And here at Faith Promise, we're a family. And so we want to do that together. Will you join, will you bow your head and close your eyes as we declare this, as we start this relationship together? Would you say, Jesus, I know I've sinned, but I know you came to pay for my guilt and give me grace. You love me. Teach me to love you. Be my first love. I will follow you with all I am. 